Welcome to Wither Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We are really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 33 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Fight and Flight. I love that title name. <clears throat> we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive, and we want to know your thoughts. Keep your feelings to yourself or send those to Connie. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org. Slash donate. And we now have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. I'm currently rocking our Black Wizards of Hogwarts, or Black Wizards of the Wizarding World tee. These have all of our explicitly black, uh, y'all, it's a podcast, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm showing off my t-shirt that I'm wearing on this audio format. Um, unless you're a Patronus in which you can see us. Um, anyway, sorry. We have merch, okay? It's cool. It's fashionable. I'm wearing a piece of merch right now. Go to our website, click on the merch tab, and get your life. Um, And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes um, or wherever you have your podcasts or you listen to your podcasts, but also iTunes. Right. Because let's just be honest, and iTunes is like the biggest platform. So, and I don't, you know, I know that there's more people on Android, but y'all have like 18 different podcast apps on Android. And the people on Apple only have the one because we don't have choice because oh, we live under Apple's thumb. Anywho. <laughs> um, I don't want to get into the argument. Just rate and review us. Give us five stars and talk about how great we are and how much you love us. God, you guys are so difficult. Subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deb for nerd news and links to what's been going on. And if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Shout out to our problematic fave, Amani, who has been taking one for the team and has been curating the newsletter these past couple of weeks because Deb is in Japan and Japan has not yet release Black Panther and Deb is not spoiling herself and I like think that that level of commitment is admirable and I'm on her side. Commendable. Mm-hmm. It's commendable. Thank you. It's, it's a- Go to blackgirlscreate.org sign up for that newsletter. Try to catch what Imani's bringing. Um, get back to it when Deb gets back. She'll be bringing some greatness. It's good. Everything's good. We love it. We love it all. And now for Wizard Team News. Do, 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 do. Everyone's favorite magical web series is currently crowdfunding for season two. Check out the Indiegogo campaign for Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis and give what you can if you can. Granger Girl's gonna get you. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the team at Sunshine and Moxie um, and Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis. We did a live tweet. On Saturday for Black Wizard History Month, Hermione remains amazing. Beijing is Bay. Anything, just do it for for more Beijing. Please, you need a reason. Beijing, he's a professional athlete. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines. It's a <laughs> Um, it is also, sadly, the last day of Black Wizard History Month. Mm. But thank you to everyone who participated in our um, Twitter and who is continuing to participate because, you know, you can still do it today. It's February 28th. Um, in our Black Wizard History extravaganza, extravaganza, dancery. Um, Bringing really you fun. magical realness. Yes. Um it was super fun and awesome, and we appreciate you. You the best. Another one. Um, who knows what we'll do Serving next time. Serving that black we'll do magic. I don't know what that face is, but yes. 
by RuPaul's Drag Race face. Gotcha. Um. Anyway, yeah. Thanks. And we're going into March, and it's Witches History Month. Um. As we said in our bonus episode, we will most likely not be doing anything because we did quite a lot this month. But you know, who knows? Never say never. What if we come up with something like brilliant and y'all are sleeping on us? And you you know, it. like stay woke. Like don't don't sleep on us, right? Stay like don't woke. be like they said they're not doing anything, so they're not going to do anything. Which is creepy. That's when you're playing yourself, you know. They but we can't find you. promise anything, but don't also we can't not promise anything. Mm. If you know what I mean. Stay woke. Which is creepy. Okay, we also have a magical don't birthday. Don't you close your eyes? Did you know that? <laughs> Robin, I did know that we have a magical birthday. Whose birthday is it? Do you want to say? Do can I say? You You want to say? If you want to say, I can say. say. You can say. Are you sure? I can say. It's Ron's birthday. I said it. Sorry. Cool. That's fine. I I yeah. Didn't have a preference. It's Ron's Ron's birthday. birthday. Shout out to my brother-in-law, Ronald Billius Weasley. Always wrong, but we love him anyway. Why? We don't know, but we do. Shut up. Don't ask questions. I don't know. You've got charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I really need to catch up on RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's Ron's birthday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Not today. Yes, sorry. Tomorrow Tomorrow. is Ron's birthday, March 1st. Yes. Shout out to him. Shout out to Ronald Billius Weasley. And now, previously, on Wizard Team. On Wizard Team. Um, so Harry saw this dream he wasn't supposed to see of uh, Voldemort. Well, this was like in the chapter before last, but of Voldemort torturing Sirius in the Department of Mysteries. Um, and so he thinks that he it is up to him and only him to save Sirius. Um he ignores all of Hermione's questions about, like, why it would make sense for Voldemort to have Sirius in the Department of Mysteries. But Harry ignores them because he has a lot of feelings and he's really upset. Um, listen, listen. So, Harry said, Harry deduced with his deductive reasoning, he said, elementary, my dear Hermione. What He put out his best Hotep Ernie. And he was like, that's what they want you to think. They want you to think this don't make no sense. But I seen it. I seen it with my third eye. I seen it. But he was wrong. He was completely wrong. He was completely and utterly wrong. and should have listened to Hermione, who has saved his life countless times by now. And he is yet to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still has not... Um, so he decides to go stick his face in Umbridge's fire again because it worked well the last time. He thought, you know, we don't have Fred and George, but we have they don't have other the range. Who can maybe didn't help. open his Christmas present? Um, and so, which I believe then, Sirius said explicitly, if ever you want to talk to me, if you ever want to talk to me, here's the thing: you need to talk to me mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. You need me. Here is this thing. And I will be there. And Harry thought, let's go stick my face in Umbridge's fire because I love sticking my face in other people's magic. (sighs) All the time. And so then what ends up happening is he gets caught. Well, first he sees Creature and Creature's like, Master will not come back from the Department of Mysteries. Mwahahaha. And then Harry gets caught by Umbridge. Um, as does Hermione, Ron, Jenny, Luna, and Neville, who turns up for some reason, because um, he was trying to help Jenny out. He said, I didn't really know what was going on. I just saw the Slytherins mistreating my friend, so I was like, what are you doing? Um, he pulled his best Doctor Who. I know a lot about the spare and sex. And then Umbridge... No? Okay. Mm, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's... No. So then... Uh, Umbridge calls Snape in to give Harry Veritaserum. Snape no longer has Veritaserum because Umbridge squandered his entire supply. Um, And then she put him on probation because of that. 
And then Harry shouted some gibberish at Snape and hoped that he would understand, which he pretended like he didn't understand, but Harry, for some reason, thought that that was the last hope and nothing is ever going to work and it's still only up to them to save Sirius. So then um, Umbridge decides she's going to use the Cruciatus curse on Harry to look, to uh, find out what he's been doing. So Hermione, you know, it's for it's foreboding. prevent that... It's a foreboding curse. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm, and instead she we'll says... understand. Yeah. What the minister doesn't know won't hurt him. I, it was I who sent the Dementors to you over the summer. She had a little mini. I did what has to be done. Um, and they're like, really? Then, did you? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's quite the same thing that you think it is, but okay. Um, and then Hermione decides to tell Umbridge that they were really looking. They were really looking for Dumbledore to tell him that um, they finished the weapon. The weapon is ready. And so Umbridge now is traipsing across Hogwarts grounds with Harry and Hermione. To she see got tricked weapon. by and some infants. I mean, Hermione is brilliant. Mm-hmm. But also, like... I mean, it's not the first time in this, in, this, in this book that she has been bested by a child. So. It's not the first time she's been bested by a child. It's not even the first time this month she's been bested by a child. Because Lee had her all torn apart with the Nifflers. So. Yeah. All, all right. Let's get to them traipsing across the grounds. So. Let's, let's Still. get to it. So Harry has no idea what Hermione's planning or even whether she had a plan. Um, so she's, he's trying to, he's kind of trying to act like he knows what's going on. Which should be easy for him, because isn't that, like, his on, default state? Um, and just kind of, like, following Hermione. I mean... hmm I think he's doing pretty well, right? Like, I think Umbridge doesn't... He's sitting there talking about how he like, knows for a fact that Sirius is in the Department of Mysteries. So, obviously, he's had some experience acting like he knows what's going on when he don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So they go down um, to the entrance hall, and then they go out onto the grounds toward the Forbidden Forest. Umbridge says, it's hidden in Hagrid's hut, isn't it? Because um, she's just looking for another reason to... Hate on Hagrid. Like, if it wasn't Hagrid's hut, then it's like, cool, I could put him in Azkaban, too, when I can find him, wherever the fuck he is now. And Hermione says, of course not. Hagrid might have set it off accidentally. And then Umbridge takes that instead, because even though she can't lock him up, she can at least get off a few um, bigoted phrases about Hagrid. So says, yes, of course he would have done the great half-breed oaf. She laughs. Um, and Harry feels a strong urge to swing around and seize her by the throat, but resists which I think, all things considered, is probably For the best. a good idea at this point. But also she um, Especially because the anger that he has is like a mix of anxiety for Sirius, but also it's like, it's just Voldemort feelings, so. Dude, I, I still do feel a little bit sorry for Harry having Voldemort feelings, like. It's not a thing I, that, you don't that, wish it on that anyone. I would wish upon. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want that for myself. Definitely not. I wouldn't want it for anyone else. So it's unfortunate for him. But also, like, that he has to deal with it. Chill. You know. Mm-hmm. There are things you could have done to prevent Voldemort. That's feelings. not gonna happen. We we could we could we could tell <laughs> him this, but it's not. It's it's uh, futile. Is the word. <laughs> um. So Umbridge asks where it is, and Hermione's like, "In the Forbidden Forest." Duh. Um. And so then Umbridge is like. Of course, very well then. You two stay ahead of me. What? Can we have your wand then if we're going first? Said Harry. No, I don't think so, Mr. Potter. The ministry places a rather high value, higher value on my life than yours, I'm afraid. Um, this is a school and these are children. If you, like, what do you think is going to happen if you go into the Forbidden Forest with two children and then... They die and you are alive. The children die in the forest and you come back. Like, okay, yeah, sure, they're like, great, I'm bridge your back. But then they'd be like, what happened to the two kids you went into the forest with? They just because it's Harry Potter, they're not going to care? Really? Well, the ministry ain't shit. But he has people who do care about him, and they're like, at that point... I'm not disputing that fact. I'm just saying, 
I'm just saying that it's not going to end well for her, even if even though the ministry ain't shit and Fudge is probably on is like on her side or whatever. But like that's taking it a little far. But even still, Fudge don't want Harry Potter to die because he don't want them kind of like problems. He don't does not want that kind of bad press. He just wants him disciplined. Yeah. Or he just like wants him discredited, locked up, but not just not going missing in right. Forbidden Forest with his senior undersecretary, who set Dementors on him. Right. Right. Um, so Harry, as they get into the Forbidden Forest, Harry's trying to catch Hermione's eye, trying to like, you know, talk to her <laughs> and figure out what the plan is. Um, but she like Hermione's just not, not thinking. She's just like, nah, we keep going. She has a plan. Is it very far in? Umbridge asks. Oh yes, said Hermione. Yes, it's well hidden. Um, Harry's misgivings increased because Hermione wasn't taking the path they had followed to visit Grop but the one he had followed three years ago to the lair of the monster Aragog. Hermione had not been with him on that occasion, and she, he doubted she had any idea what danger lay at the end of it. Uh, are you sure this is the right way? He asked. Oh, yes, she said in a steely voice, crashing through the undergrowth with what he thought was a wholly unnecessary amount of noise. Um, and then she calls loudly over her shoulder. It's a bit further in. Hermione, keep your voice down. Anything could be listening in here. I want us heard, she answered quietly. You'll see. Um, so they keep walking. Umbridge asks how much further. Hermione says, not far now, just a little bit. An arrow flew through the air and landed with a menacing thud in the tree just over her head. The air was suddenly full with the sound of hooves. Harry could feel the forest floor trembling. Umbridge gave a little scream and pushed him in front of her like a shield. Jeez. Like, you have a wand. You're, You're Are you a witch or not? Like... Come on. Um, so around 50 centaurs had emerged on every side, their bows raised and loaded, pointed at Harry, Hermione, and Umbridge, who, black, who backed slowly into the center of the clearing. Umbridge uttering odd little whimpers of terror, um, and Harry looked sideways at Hermione, who was wearing a triumphant smile. Who are you, said a voice. Uh, it was Megorian. I asked who you are, human. I am Dolores Umbridge. Senior Undersecretary to the Minister of Magic and Headmistress and High Inquisitor of Hogwarts. You are from the Ministry of Magic, said Megorian. That's right, said Umbridge. So be very careful. By the laws laid down by the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures, any attack on by half-breeds such as yourself on a human... What did you call us? Um, shouted Bane. Like... She's one of those people who, like, gets nervous and then just says whatever. Like, she just gets bolder. You know that? Like, she's scared, but she's This entire page is that that gif that everyone knows about, which is probably someone famous now that I'm going to say it. But of, like, I think it's, like, a cypher or a rap battle, and the dude is like, ooh, and then walks away. Oh, yeah. It's conceited. Huh? He's on what? He's on, uh, I think he's, like, a... He's the person I should know. Battle rapper, but he's on... But he's on Wild and Out. If you don't watch Wild and Out, like, and I barely watch it. I used to watch Wild and Out a lot. A lot. Watch it with my. No, he's on, oh. like new ones, new episodes. Okay. Or I don't. But that or looks at least old. Maybe a couple. Years but anyway, ago, it doesn't matter. Well, no, that's probably old because that wasn't the GIF. Isn't from Wild and Out. He's just on okay. the show now. Yeah. But that's what this page is. That GIF. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, Bane's like, what did you call us? And Harry and Hermione were like, ooh, none of my business. And Yikes. you really stepped in it. I'm going to go. I'm going to let you. Speak. I don't have anything to do with this. I'm going to just. I'm going to step over here. The, this ain't got. I'm going to be I'm, over here. I'm going to go back to the castle. I'm going to be over here. You can explain to them about Department of Control for Regulation and Magical Creatures, even though ain't no other ministry officials here. As, who could back you As up. my cousin, um, your sister likes to say, I am a child. I'm like 12. I'm 12. I'm 12. Mm-hmm. So. She says that quite a lot. <laughs> I don't. Um, don't call them that, Hermione said furiously, but Umbridge keeps going. Because she, she got to. Like, she just, I don't, I don't know what's going on in her brain, but in her brain it makes sense to continue with law 15b states clearly that any attack by a magical creature who is deemed to have near human intelligence and therefore considered responsible for its actions 
near human intelligence, repeated Megorian, as Bane and several others roared with rage and pawed the ground. We consider that a great insult, human. Our intelligence, thankfully, far outstrips your own. What are you doing in our forest? bellowed a hard-faced gray centaur. Why are you here? Your forest, said Umbridge. I would remind you that you live here only because the Ministry of Magic permits you certain areas of land. Like, she could just say you nothing. You could. She could be like, we're looking for a weapon. Sorry to be in your way, but we have business here. This is all poor judgment, basically. And I think there's something, like, uniquely stupid when you know, or you should know, since you're the undersecretary for mm-hmm. Bob Dole and Behoodahoo, that <laughs> centaurs are not happy with the ministry. And or just humans in that, general. Or humans in general, right? And that especially the ministry has been taking their land or like moving them. To just be up to date on the the centaur human relations. She should be, but she's too afraid of them because in her mind they're half breeds. They're savages. So, her, savages. Barely just, even human. Let's not, let's not. Let's not. Um yeah, she she's doing a lot. Um, so an arrow flies so close to her head that it caught at her mousy hair in passing. She let out an ear-splitting scream and threw her hands over her head over her head while some um, centaurs start laughing. Um, Whose forest is it now, human? Ooh. Bellows Bane. Filthy half-breeds, beasts, uncontrolled Ooh. animals. It's just, all bad. It's all it's bad. Not a good idea. Be quiet, shouted Hermione, but it was too late. Umbridge pointed her wand at Megorian and screamed, Incarcerous. Ropes flew out of midair like thick snakes, uh, wrapping themselves tightly around the centaur's torso and trapping his arms. He gave a cry of rage, reared onto his hind legs, attempting to free himself while the other centaurs charged. Harry grabbed Hermione and pulled her to the ground. Um, No, he heard Umbridge shriek. No, I am senior undersecretary. You cannot unhand me you animals no um he saw a flash of red light and knew she had attempted to stun one of them and then she screamed very loudly um harry saw umbridge had been seized from behind by bane and lifted high into the air wriggling and yelling with fright her wand fell from her hand to the ground and harry's heart leapt if he could just reach it um but then a centaur steps on it and snaps it in two so and then two centaurs uh pull harry and hermione up uh, and Harry can see Umbridge being borne away through the trees by Bane, still screaming nonstop, her voice growing fainter and fainter until they could no longer hear it over the trampling of hooves, over the trampling of hooves surrounding them. Um, we should we should stop and talk about how this is a problem. I mean, it's not good, right? Like, it kind of like reinforces forces in a way the thing that she's like I don't know I feel like it's, it's I'm of two minds right so she's calling them savages and and beast and you know and then they like grab her and drag her away and stomp on her wand and like manhandle I'm using quotes the podcast come on Robin um quote unquote mm-hmm. manhandle her um which kind of then proves the point or her point, but also right. she stepped into their house and she, I mean, she walked into their house, put their feet up, put her feet up on their couch with shoes on and said, fuck your couch. So she did do that. But I think one of the problems is, and this is not a thing that I knew when I was reading these books the first time, um, or even like the first few times, um, but, like, within Centaur, like, mythology or mm-hmm. lore, um, like, sexual violence is, like, a really Oof. big thing. And so, like, the optics of her being carried away um, implies that something, like, that she was raped, basically, um, which is not, like... Like, Umbridge is a horrible person, right? But, like, sexual violence shouldn't be used as, like, revenge or a way to punish a woman. It shouldn't be used. Or, like, to punish (laughs) anyone. It shouldn't be used, period. It, like, should not be used, period. But also just, like, 
I think one of the things that, that this kind of scene is telling us is that it's okay if it happens to a terrible person. Which we see, I mean, we've talked about so right. often with Joe Rowling and her writing of villains, you know? And, like, on the one hand, I guess you could say maybe she thinks, like, oh, she's so ugly. <laughs> right? Because she writes her as ugly and just not... It's not good, but oh, she's so ugly that no one would do that, which is, guys, I'm struggling with words, (laughs) but you know what I'm trying to say, like, which then just is like another anti-feminist, or not even anti-feminist, like, like just stripping away of humanity and agency and like saying like you have Mm -hmm. to be conventionally attractive in which case, then you're also saying that you asked for it because you're conventionally, tra- you know, it's like this vicious cycle of rape culture yeah. excuses. The thing that struck me most, though, is that she, I don't know much about like centaur culture or whatever, but she, she has them carrying her away, which I guess you could say does like imply sexual violence, but also. She has them so e- like there's a there's a herd of centaurs and there's one umbrage and like she's wildly mm-hmm. inappropriate and wildly offensive, but like all of them choose to react in that manner as opposed to like walking away or you know what I mean like not being easily like baited or provoked. Right. Um, and no one, none of the centaurs in the herd are like, maybe we don't need to, maybe we should just send her back on her way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We, it didn't have to go yeah. this way. And I think, like, narratively and as a plot device, which actually makes it ickier, the fact that it's really just used in order to get, it's really just used to get Umbridge out of the way so that Harry and them can go to London while also, like, serving as a punishment for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, it makes it, it's, it's not, not good. good. Um, um, and then Amani points out that it's even more disgusting at the end of the book where Ron is flippantly discussing Umbridge's obvious PTSD. Um, yeah, which we'll see in a few chapters. Um, it's, yeah, and then it, like, doesn't really get brought up again, and Umbridge is still just as awful. Right. And, like... And it's not necessarily that she should have learned something from this, obviously, because the whole thing is trash. Like, just throw it all away. But it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just a bad look. It's not, yeah. Amani says that, like, it is one of possibly the worst part of anything that J.K. Rowling has ever written. And I think given, like, all of the, like... So, basically, when I read this, and even until now, like, I'm even right now, as we're talking, I'm learning things because I didn't know the thing about the centaurs, but centaurs, but it always read wrong to me, and it always read, like, too much, but I always read it as, like, oh, they are, she's, she has the centaurs kind of proving Umbridge's point, you know? Just, I didn't have the, you mm-hmm. know, like, the literary background to like understand all of those all the symbolism but what I see is that there are multiple layers of symbolism in here and none of them are good and you may not catch them like when you first read them and you may you know they may not bother you too much but they're they're all there Mm -hmm. so definitely um Let's get into some more problematic stuff with with Hermione Granger. Problematic things with Hermione <laughs> Granger. Sounds like a television show. Um, so, and these said a hard-faced gray centaur. Um, they're young. We do not attack foals. They, they brought her here, Ronan replied, um, another centaur. And they are not so young. He is nearing manhood, this one. Please, Hermione said breathlessly, please don't attack us. We don't think like her. We aren't Ministry of Magic employees. We only came in here because we hoped you'd drive her off for us. Which is like... A problem. I am not your... Hashtag I am not your mule. Like, literally. Why is that what I was going to say? That's like... Slightly too accurate. 
it's it's like it's weird because like I don't I don't necessarily know that Hermione I mean she reads a lot so maybe she does know what centaurs do when they get a hold of human women but maybe she doesn't or maybe like like it's just it feels weird um and also I don't necessarily because it wasn't premeditated like she didn't say she didn't run up to Umbridge like hey we have this weapon you want to come see it in the Forbidden Forest right like she's not she it wasn't like a prank she was trying to play on Umbridge it was like a split second decision and she's making it up as she goes along like I think she would have been fine with anything finding them in the Forbidden Forest right but that doesn't also but that doesn't like negate her complicity in what happened either yeah yeah it's like it's weird and it's I mean it's one of those things where you like kind of don't know everything and but yeah still I don't know there's just layers upon layers upon layers uh, so, of, raw, of bad things happening that should not have mm-hmm. happened. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the Grey Centaur says, you see, Ronan, they, they already have the arrogance of their kind. So we were to do your dirty work. Were we human girl? We were to act as your servants. Drive away your enemies like obedient hounds. No, said Hermione. Please, I didn't mean that. I just hope you'd be able to, to help us. We do not help humans, snarled the centaur holding uh, Harry. We are a race apart and proud to be to be so. We will not permit you to walk from here, boasting that we did your bidding. We're not going to say anything like that, Harry shouted. We, did, we know you didn't do anything because we wanted you to. Um, but no one was listening to him. A bearded centaur toward the back of the crowd shouted, they, ca- they came here unasked. They must pay the consequences. Um, someone else shouts, they can join the woman. You said you didn't hurt the innocent, shouted Hermione. We haven't done anything to hurt you. We haven't used wands or threats. We just want to go back to school. Please let us go back. We are not all like the traitor Ferenc's human girl, shouted the gray centaur. Perhaps you thought us uh, pretty talking horses. We are an ancient people who will not stand wizard invasions and insults. We do not recognize your laws. We do not acknowledge acknowledge your superiority. We are. So this is like another thing, and we saw it when um, in the Grop, chapter um and i mean we've seen it other times that we've met centaurs they have their own culture and and um and like value system and it doesn't like align with human Mm -hmm. like beliefs and thoughts and culture and so there's this disconnect between the two where harry and hermione think what they've done is harmless but to them they've like deeply offended them um and, and, like, you know, the centaurs are ridiculously proud. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, again, it's just, like, not, it's a complicated situation. It's, like, not. Yeah, but also I feel like. Working out the way they the, thought it would. The thing that we're getting here, too, is, and we see it with, like, even the goblins, is, like, there is no wizarding anthropology or whatever to, like, exp- like mm-hmm. to go and understand that the fact that these cultures are different and they're not bad they're just well you know the 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 class that they would learn that in is taught by rubius haggard so well i don't know because i don't think they should i think it probably should it's probably taught by that dead man bins um because it care of magical creatures denotes like pets or something like that well, I mean, I think it would also, to me, and, like, I think, yeah, there should be some in History of Magic as well, but, because um, I feel like that's where you'd probably learn, like, the laws and, like, you know what I mean? Like, how centaurs got to be where they are and, like, their relationship with humans, but I think care of magical creatures also means, like, or could mean, like, how to interact with creatures who are autonomous and have their own thing going on, like, over yeah. there, um, and, like, more of, like, a cultural thing as opposed to historical like i think both and mm-hmm. but you know hogwarts only has two competent teachers so they can't do it all they can try yeah but they're like they're like eric like what what can they do go on vacation like and hope that it all atrium. fixes itself by the time they get back knowing that it probably won't mm-hmm. yep um so the centaur is uh interrupted because Grop appears, broken ropes trailing from both ankles. He opens his mouth and says, Hagger. Harry did not know what Hagger meant or what really? language it was from, nor did he much really? care. He was watching Grop's feet, which were almost as long as Harry's whole body. Hagger, Grop said again more insistently, get away from here, giant, called Megorian. You are not welcome among us. 
those these words made no impression whatsoever on Grop. Um, and then he bellows again, Hagger. Harry, Hermione whispered. I think he's trying to say Hagrid. Um, and then at that moment, Grop saw them. And so he lowered his head a little bit so he could look at them and said, Hermie. Goodness, said Hermione. He, he remembered. Hermie, where Hagger? I don't know, squ- uh, squeaked Hermione. I'm sorry, Grop. I don't know. Grop want Hagger. Um, so Grop is, is upset. Because he was um, taken to this foreign land, of, and the dude who took him there just disappeared. 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 Didn't think to take him with him. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Harry. So one of the giant's massive hands swooped down upon them. Hermione let out a real scream, ran a few steps backward, and fell over. Wandless, Harry braced himself to punch, kick, bite, or whatever it took as the hand flew toward him and knocked a snow-white centaur off his legs. So Harry's like, all right, fam. <laughs> Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go down swinging, at least. Which, I mean... I'm probably going to die, which is a very Gryffindor and very Harry Potter. Harry Potter-like trait. It's so <laughs> Harry Potter. He was just like, I don't even know. I don't know, have a plan, but, <laughs> but we going to do this. One of these... Somebody is getting a fist. I don't know. Somebody's getting their my teeth imprinted in them. I don't know who. I don't know where or when. Somebody's getting it. Um... Yeah, it's 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 funny. Um, oh, so it was it was what the centaurs have been waiting for. Um, so they start attacking Grop, and pebble-sized droplets of Grop's blood shower Harry as he pulls Hermione to her feet, and the pair of them run as fast as they can for the shelter of the trees. Um, they look back, and Grop is snatching blindly at the centaurs as blood ran all down his face. They were retreating in disorder, galloping away through the trees on the other side of the clearing. Oh no, said Hermione. Oh, that was horrible, and he might kill them all. I'm not that fussed, to be honest, said Harry bitterly. So I think one of the things that we see, and I feel like this kind of goes back to Marietta and us not really hearing Hermione's opinion of what happened Mm -hmm. to her, um, but us, like, hearing Harry and Ron... Um, so we get some like remorse from Hermione and it's not necessarily for Umbridge, but it's for the centaurs. And like, I think she slightly understands that like the position that she put them in and the fact that what she did was wrong from their standpoint, but then, and also like, doesn't want them to get killed by Grop. Whereas like, Harry's like, I don't care. Let them burn. That's what the fuck they get. Like they was about to kill us or whatever. So like, it just kind of goes it kind of aligns with that. I don't, I don't know that Hermione fully understands the, the ramifications of what she's done, but like at the very least she's like getting like a very small amount of cultural competency at least. And I think like at the very least she understands that like what she did, even though, you know, it wasn't premeditated and she was just kind of like thinking on her feet was still like a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know if it's that or so much as she doesn't want to see anyone hurt. Like I didn't mean, yeah. I didn't mean for any. Well, I mean, besides I, maybe again, like, I don't. I don't. Umbridge. <laughs> umbridge, because I don't think that she's yeah, because she is not talking right. about her at all. But I mean, there's hope, right? That's like the best part about it is that they are kids, so you know mm-hmm. they they can grow. And that's the thing. It's like you're re- we're reading into it. It's a close read. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but like, seems like maybe at the at the something. At, like the very least she'll remember like this was not this was traumatic and not what I had all Mm -hmm. expected and go about things right with a better plan also want to point out Amani says he's mad that um Grop has Hermione's name after meeting once almost has Hermione's name um and is still on Hagger after being with Hagrid um and Hagrid trying for months so (laughs) Uh, but I want to point out that, so Grop comes in at a useful time, right? He's been trailing the forest alone and scared and wants his brother who he doesn't even really know. He just wants to, I don't know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Why am I still here? Um, and then, you know, he saves Hermione and Harry from the centaurs and we don't, where does he go? He stays there. I think the next time it's we Battle see of Hogwarts, him right? Is, yeah, and like he's mentioned before that, so like, but him and Hagrid are like Hagrid, you know, hangs out with him and stuff. But 
Yeah, we don't actually see him again until and I just Hogwarts. close read and everything, but it just still makes me so mad because he did not ask to be there, and no one no. is. It doesn't feel like anyone is taking care of someone who doesn't want to be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they had wasted so much time. They were either fur- they were even further from rescuing Sirius than they had been when he had had the vision. He should have just went all the way into Grimald Place, to be honest. He really should have. Like, he should have just traveled all the way there. When he felt the snatching hand, he like, should have just leapt. Take just, her with you. Yeah. <laughs> don't matter at this point if you think... At the very... You know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I um, hate this whole... And at the very least, he would be in London. <laughs> if Sirius wasn't there, he would at least be in London. Although, I guess that's a way that they could get there. Right. They just go back Why to Why didn't Umbridge's they do office. that? Well, we, we'll see. Um, I think in the moment when they, 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 they didn't think about that, and also, they probably just didn't want to go back to the scene of the crime, but yeah. still, they could have. Um, so, smart plan, he, smat, he spat at Hermione, Keen to release some of his fury. Really smart pe- plan. What are we going... Or where do we go from here? First of all, chill. Did she, like, she got... You're the one who had the idea to sneak into Umbridge's office. She she's doing do the best Not, she like, can she go about with it. the limited amount of what chill has. you will give her. Like, it was your fault. So, I don't... Like, it's your it's not your fault that the centaurs came, but it's your fault that we're in the situation. This whole situation is your fault. To happen. This whole chapter didn't need like, to happen without you. The whole reason you. that Hermione needed to come up with an idea, it's all Harry. Um, Amani also points out the night bus. They could take the night bus. To Would the they have to go to Stan Hogsmeade? Might talk a lot, but they'd have to go to Hogsmeade probably. But and Stan would talk a lot, but you could do it still. Tell him he's on a rescue mission, and he'd be like, "Wow, that's amazing." Well, I don't know if you want Stan um, talking, because as we know, <laughs> I mean, later you don't really, but you know what I right. mean. Like he just so by the time, oh, so Hermione says we have to go back to the castle. By the time we've done that, Sirius will probably be dead," said Harry, kicking a nearby tree in temper. There was a high pitched chattering overhead, and he looked up to see an angry bow truckle flexing its long twig like fingers at him. Um, I just like that because while things are they're about still in to the forest. Um, they're they're still in the forest and they're still in a magical yeah. forest, right? Like it's there's just like bow truckle like with I'm the trying to sleep, just kicking my tree. Why are you over here kicking my tree? tree? Um, <laughs> well, we can't do anything without wands," said Hermione. Anyway, Harry, how exactly were we, you planning to get all the way to London? Yeah, we were just wondering that," said a familiar voice. Um, they turn and see Ron, Jenny, Neville, and Luna hurrying along behind them. There were several long scratches running the length of Jenny's cheek, a large purple lump um, swelling above Neville's right eye, and Ron's lip was bleeding worse than ever. So, said Ron, had any ideas? How did you get away? Couple of stunners, a disarming charm, Neville bought off a really nice impediment jinx. But Jenny was best. She got Malfoy, bat bogey hex. It was superb. His whole face was covered in the great flapping things. Anyway, we saw you heading into the forest out of the window and followed. What have you done with Umbridge? That, yeah, that's disgusting, but also... Her bat bogey hex is legendary, <laughs> so... It is. Would not be one... I would not want to not be at on all. the receiving end. Um, so, yeah, so they, they uh, explain really quickly what happened to Umbridge, and then Ron asks if uh, Voldemort has Sirius, and Harry says yes, and he says, and I'm sure Sirius is still alive, but I can't see how we're going to get there to help him. Um... Everyone feels silent, looking rather scared. Well, we'll have to fly, won't we? Boom. Said Luna. Okay, Listening to the Harry. women. First of all, well, they're not no, Wakanda, so. You're right. First of all, we aren't doing anything if you're including yourself in that. And second of all, Ron's the only one with a broomstick that isn't being guarded by a security control, so I've got a broom, said Jenny. Yeah, but you're not coming, said Ron. Excuse me, but I care what happens to Sirius as much as you do. You're two, Harry began. I'm three years older than you when you fought you-know-who over the Sorcerer's Stone. Whoop. And also, this is, like, slightly more her business than that was for you. So, um, And it's because of me that Malfoy stuck in Umbridge's office with giant flat bogeys. Also... Yeah, but... Sorry. Oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, go ahead. Also, she put herself in danger. And who else are you gonna get? Mm-hmm. Literally no one. 
Literally no one else. Um, We're all in the DA together, said Neville. It was all supposed to be about fighting, you know, who wasn't it? And this is the first time we've, or the first chance we've had to do something real. Or was it all just a game or something? Um, So this is Neville motherfucking Gryffindor. You got a problem with how I was sorted? Say something. out here. You got something to say about my sorting? Also, I do want to point out, I do want to point out that Luna, I mean, Luna knows more about what's the situation than Neville does because Luna walked in with Jenny and like while she still thinks they're trying to rescue Stubby Boardman, she at least knows that they're calling they Sirius Black. Neville does, I mean, <laughs> unless, unless Ron and them like caught him up to speed on their way to the forest, Neville up until like this point has been under the impression that Sirius is a notorious mass murderer and is still down to go rescue him from Voldemort. He's like, they seem like they know what they're talking about. My enemy of, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, like he has the least information and he's down right. the ride, um, which is you know I can't relate. But Gryffindor, but as 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 character development for Neville, um, that's really great. And I think I just think it's important to point out that like he doesn't nope. know Sirius, wouldn't they would have no reason to, um, and it's still like no, we got we have to go fight. And Voldemort. it's also right. like you said, I'm like under the impression that he's a notorious mass murderer who is a Death Eater. Which mm-hmm. tortured his parents, right? So it's like, <laughs> um, you want me to go save a Death Eater? I'm sorry, what? You know, no, he and I and I'm sure like Ron and them kind of right. like explained the situation in like in, a, in really like hurry, a really quick hurry, way. Like, Sirius is good. He's Harry's godfather. Voldemort's got him. We gotta go. And Neville's just like, all right, right. she's legit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and to be honest, like they aren't aren't the most like they're not that good at being secretive. So it's possible that Neville has caught some like random bits of conversation that they've been having when they thought they were being like stealth. Right. Um, so maybe he knows like a little bit, or at least like maybe heard um, some of Harry and Ron and Hermione at the end of Prisoner of Azkaban or something. Yeah, they were like, you know. Sirius is good. Sirius oh, I know. You guys talk about him all the time. Snuffles, right? So. Yeah. That's a terrible name for someone who mm-hmm. you talk about like yeah. a human, but of the name of a dog. Yeah. Maybe you should he call him Stubby Borgman. Yeah. No, of course it wasn't, said Harry. Then we should come too, said Neville. We want to help. That's right, said Luna. Um, Harry looks at Ron. Um, he knew he knows that Ron's thinking the same thing, that if he could have chosen members of the DA in addition to himself, Ron and Hermione, to join him in the attempt to rescue Sirius, he would not have picked Ginny, Neville, or Luna. Why wouldn't um, you So pick they're the Ginny. ones who, first of all, why? Um, at the very least, Ginny. But maybe she's it's because... She's Ron's sister. Like, they... No, not because she's a girl, but because they would... Maybe they feel an obligation to protect her because yeah. that's, like, Ron's sister or, you know what I mean? Like, putting her in danger. True. Um, and then Luna, because she's, in quotes, Looney Lovegood, and Neville, because they didn't know he's he ride. So, yeah. Um, well, it doesn't matter anyway, said Harry, because we still don't know how we're going to get there. I thought we'd settled that. We're flying. Look, said Ron, barely containing his anger. You might be able to fly without a broomstick, but the rest of us can't sprout wings whenever we... There are other ways of flying than with broomsticks, said Luna. I suppose we're going to ride on the back of a khaki snorkel or whatever it is. The Crumplehorn Snorkak can't fly, said Luna. She's but like, they can. what kind of education? And Hagrid says they're very good at finding places. Yeah, and she says, and Hagrid says they're very good at finding places their writers are looking for. Um, and two Thestrals are there. They're walking in. I love Luna's patience because they're all like shouting at her. These dudes just yelling at her. And she's like, okay, and we can still fly. I thought we talked. I thought we settled this. I thought, why, why are we still talking? Like, I we could we could be going by don't now. Understand. We could be gone. We could have been gone right now, like literally now. Luna lives with her father, so and it's just them. So she's probably like mm-hmm. really patient with men, like just being like, okay, dad, but daddy, but but Harry Potter is gonna do an interview and you're gonna run it. No, but that's important. Yeah. No, Daddy, I understand you want to do the expose on the Humble Stork Cat, and I get it, and I think that that is valid, but Harry Potter's here, and I really want that new clean sweep, so I'm going to need you to sell some papers this month, okay? 
Ah. <laughs> yeah. She's very patient. It's just a thing you have to learn. Um, is it those mad horse thingies, said Ron? Those ones that you can't see unless you watch them, someone snuff it? Why like, would you? Have, why? why would you? <sighs> That's a very Ron way to say that. Um, yeah, said Harry. How many? Just two. Well, we need three, said Hermione. Four, Hermione, said Jenny. I think there's six of us, actually, said Luna calmly. Don't be stupid. We can't all go, said Harry. Look, you three, he pointed at Neville, Jenny, and Luna. You're not involved in this. You're not. Um, not what? Because really, none of y'all should be going anywhere. There's nothing, like, no one's in it. What we can do is you take a Thestral to the burrow and tell adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually a much better idea. Where are the adults at right um, now? So they all burst into more protests. Harry's scar gives another more painful twinge. Okay, fine, it's your choice, he says, but unless we can find more Thestrals, you're not going to be able to... Oh, more of them will come, said Jenny. What makes you think that? Because in case you haven't noticed, you and Hermione are both covered in blood, and we know Hagrid lures Thestrals with raw meat, so that's probably why these two turned up in the first place. Um... Okay, then, Ron said, a bright idea occurring. Ron and I will take these two and go ahead. And Hermione, you can stay with the, these three and she'll attack more Thestrals. I get it. Like, they're both the ones covered in blood. But you're going to take, take Ron with you over Hermione. I just feel like they haven't done the count. And they really need to do the count. We need to do the count. Because I, yeah, like, I so my mom is a problem. I love her dearly, but, you know, we've talked about this. She's a problem. And she can tell you how much money I have cost her since I was born. Some of that money is contested because I feel like I shouldn't be, like, responsible for the the cost of my actual birth since I didn't have anything to do with that. But True. I didn't ask for it. Frankly, had I had an opinion, had I had a vote, I might have vetoed. And it's, you know, just saying but, like, she has a tally, a running tally, which she likes to bring up from time to time. Because um, she's a problem. And she has, like, a whole quicken <laughs> book. And every once in a while, I need that reminder, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. I, for one, like, one time I was in school, I went to school out of state, and I, and me and my friend, we actually, like, figured out how much it cost every time we skip a class, how much it cost our parents, and I was like, ooh, I should go to class. This is expensive. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like that would, that is what Ron and Harry need, just a running tally of how much they need Hermione Granger. And how dead they would be without her. Yeah. They'd so dead. They'd dead. be dead like eight times They'd over. So dead. Died in book mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, I'm not staying behind, said Hermione. There's no need, said Luna. Look, here come more now. You two must really smell. Um, Harry turned. No fewer than six or seven, or seven Thestrals were picking their way through the trees now. Um, he had no excuse now. All right, he said angrily. Pick one and but get on. But here's the me. problem, too, is that wouldn't they need, like, I don't know. I feel like if I was, I would need to ride with Hermione or, I mean, with Harry or Luna. Like, pick one and get right. on. Pick, where? Or is it right here? You're doing that, like, blind hands out in front mm-hmm. of you thing, hoping you just run into one? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I guess Harry and Luna will put them um, on each Thestral, and then they'll grab onto their own and get on. Maybe. That's not, I don't even think that's how it happens. I think they really do kind of just leave them to fend for <laughs> well, themselves. Harry. I think, I think Luna helps, but I think, I think yeah, Harry just bye. gets on and Let's is go. like, all right, fam, hurry up. we got to get serious because <laughs> Harry is a problem. Um, who is your MVP? My MVP goes to Luna. Love good. Mm-hmm. Um, she is as wise as she is patient as loving as she is kind 
and as ride as she has died, because girl, true, you riding where? I think she's she go face off it. on who? She got all the facts, and she decided for her <laughs> that she was like, cool, okay. You know, she stopped to think about it, yeah, and her conclusion was cool. I got y'all. Um, but I think she had, the, like, she thought about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a moment in the last chapter where she's just, like, staring out of the window. That's when she was thinking about she's, it? like, being caught. She was just like, do I want to do this? And then she was like, yeah, why not? Um, I also made Luna my MVP um, for the same reasons, for being patient, for, like, <laughs> being efficient. You know what I mean? Like, they need, like, they have Hermione, but sometimes it helps to have, like, a pure Ravenclaw there to just be like, this is how we're doing this. <laughs> I thought this it was settled. Why are you still talking to me? Like, we figured this out already. Um, I think it's important sometimes to, like, have that. And so that, you know, was good. Um, Amani also made Luna his MVP. So we are in all in agreement. Um, who did We're you binge? all in this together. Who did you binge? Um, this one was hard for me because I felt like... There is a lot of benching to go around. Um, Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, I had Harry and Hermione. um, But then it felt like wrong to have Hermione because even though she said some froggy things, it was still a good plan in the odds of what Harry, you know, the stack that Harry dealt. Um, Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, I had Umbridge. But then because she already kind of gets her comeuppance, I didn't want to bench her on top of... You know, True. but I sneaked a peek at Amani's bench, and I think I can I jump on that bandwagon. Sure. Um. So I'm benching J.K. Rowling, the author, because it's a problem, girl. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm staying in. I'm staying in universe. Um. <laughs> And I'm going to bench Hermione because while I think like I I do think that she, you know, did the best she could with what she had. Um, But I think she also had like a fundamental misunderstanding of like centaurs and their culture and kind of like imposed her own beliefs and, and, and like values and her, you know, just her understanding of how the world works and everything like onto them. Yeah, which is still Um, a little disappointing because it's the same thing that she did about. The house elves. With the house elves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then also what she did to Umbridge is fucked up. Um, and again, not really sure, like, on what level does she understand. And also, I'm still not totally sure she was looking for the centaurs um, specifically, right? Like, I do think she was probably just like, Maybe whatever she for the spiders. comes is coming. <laughs> like, whatever it is, yes. it's happening. Um, so I don't know that she, like, necessarily, like, on purpose, like wanted that particular fate for umbridge but she wanted a terrible fate for umbridge um and the one that ended up happening was not cool and not justifiable really in any way um so i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna bench it for that wow um and amani also benched jk rowling yeah i stole his bench shout out to Mm -hmm. amani he gets a shade award i guess because is that real? I don't know. Shady? No. I stole his bench. He gets a thanks for the clarification idea because I was going <laughs> to bench four people. You know how Bayana hates that, but. Um, so thank you for listening. Next week we will discuss chapter 34 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the Department of Mystery. No, we won't. We decided um, to just make skip sure it. To- we didn't make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at we black and nerds hashtag wizard team. Um, check out our website, blackgirlscreate.org. Follow us on everything. Let us know your thoughts. Happy end of black wizard history. Happy black, or not black, happy witches history month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beginning of witches history month. <laughs> Um, Bayana and I are going to talk offline about this whole if we have to do this chapter next week thing because I'm not convinced. Bye!